Hey, good morning, everyone. Great to see you. Almost Merry Christmas. Hope, hopefully uh, you got most of your shopping done. Yeah, listen, people laugh. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Uh, it's great. Hey, it's great to see you this morning. Uh, if you're new here this morning, my name is Jeremy. I'm the campus pastor here for New Life Patterson, and so we just want to say good morning to you. Um, as you came in, you received one of these programs. If you'll go ahead and take that out, and you'll look and see uh, some of the things that we have coming up and some of the things that we've postponed uh, until the beginning of the year, like men's and women's Bible studies and things like that. But you also see uh, that over the next uh, two Sundays on Christmas Day, we are having service on Christmas Day, and it's going to be a very special uh, morning. We're going to do just three Christmas songs. I'm going to have kind of an abbreviated message. I'm also going to read a book for our children because uh, because it is a family style service. We're going to be doing that for the 25th and the first. And so I'm going to be reading a children's book called the three the three trees. And so uh, for the all the for all the kids next Sunday, we'll have them all kind of come up to the front and uh, and uh, Grandpa Jeremy. We'll sit around and read uh, a Christmas story to them. Uh, so we'll be doing that uh, next Sunday. Um, also, um, for any other uh, things that's coming up, always uh, download our app. If you've never downloaded our app, I just want to encourage you to do so uh, because we keep that, uh, the app updated with some things that's happening around New Life Patterson. That's a great way to stay uh, connected. So really, that's the only announcements that we had this week uh, is, was because, uh, we, uh, because everything's kind of on hold right now uh, for the holidays. But just want to let, let you know that also next uh, week during our Christmas service, we're going to be doing a candlelight at the very end. So last year was beautiful. We turned out the lights and uh, everyone had a candle and we sang Silent Night. We're going to do that again this year too. So that looked really cool. It was a great picture and uh, uh, people just really love that. So we'll be doing that uh, next week as well. Um, I wanted to uh, call out, see, uh, we have a very, one of our own students who is in the paper this week. Is she in here this morning? Oh, she's in kids. Oh, well, that's where she's supposed to be anyway, right? She's in kids ministry. But um, uh, Robert, you Alia or Aaliyah? Aaliyah. Aaliyah uh, Garcia um, is uh, going to be performing in the Nutcracker. But she was on the front page of the Irrigator this week. Yeah. So if you didn't read it, if you don't have the physical uh, copy, you can go online and read it online. Uh, but they did a, a special article about her. They even have one of her little baby pictures here on the second page. But kind of uh, Aaliyah's journey. And, uh, and so just want to encourage you to go pick that up. And we, all, we like to celebrate some of our own when they accomplish big things. And so just wanted to call her out and say, if you get a chance uh, to, uh, to look at that. Um, if you are here this morning and uh, for the first time that we have a gift for you, okay, please do not leave until you receive a gift that we have for you. Just go out those double doors, turn left to our welcome center, and you'll see these mugs here with our New Life logo on it. Just grab one of those. Just say, hey, it's my first time here, and we want to put that in your hand just to say thank you for checking us out this morning. And also, if you're here for the first time and you do not have a home church that we want to say to you, welcome home. All right. Uh, and as always, if you came prepared to give, we just want to say thank you for doing that. Uh, you only have, see, today is the 18th, and so the, uh, a lot of people want to get their giving in by the end of the year because your giving through New Life is, of course, uh, you can use that on your taxes. It's tax deductible. So you only have about 13 more days, right? Is that 
eight, nine, is that the, yeah, that, that's the 31st. So by the third, by the December 31st is the last day to get your giving in so that it counts towards 2022. So you can uh, either do that through the app. You can give on the website. You can drop that off in our, our giving basket that we have um, located at our, at our doors there on your way out. But we just want to say thank you. Thank you for believing in new life. Thank you for believing in our mission, which is loving people one step closer to Jesus. And by giving back to God through new life, we just can't thank you enough because uh, it's because you're faithful and your generosity that we're able to do what we do every single week. So thank you for doing that, okay? Um, all right, are you guys ready for this week's Jeremy's Christmas Finds? All right, all right, you're gonna love these. Jackson is always ready to cue the music, the Christmas Find music. All right, this first one, if you're ever on a road trip, you know your kids are always whining, oh, I'm hungry, I wanna go get some ice cream or whatever, you no longer have to go to Stucky's or Dairy Queen or wherever you get your ice cream. Now you can just pull over on the side of the road with your turn and churn. Yep, that just attaches to your wheel, makes all the ice cream you want, you just pull over, give them a big scoop from the hub there, and there's no, there's no dirt or grime or brake dust in there at all. It's ready to go. So the turn and churn, okay? That might be your uh, gift that you want to get someone. Uh, this next one is for all of those of you who have dogs and you go for a walk and you're like, oh, this is so, I got to pick up, you know, their, their accidents uh, or their on purposes that they put out for you. And you have to carry around these bags and then you're stuck with dragging these bags full of you know what for the rest of your walk. You no longer have to worry about that any longer with the float poo Yes. Each dog waste disposal system comes with a little bag of helium. And then once you scoop up their poo, it just floats into the air, never to be seen again. Probably will land somewhere in one of your neighbor's yards. And then guess what? It's their problem after that. It's no longer yours, okay? So that's the float of poo. Okay, now this next one is, uh, we know that Crocs are coming back in style. You know, they were really popular and then they kind of went out and then people started wearing them again. Now they have all these different fashionable Crocs that you can wear. Well, we know also a lot of you ladies like to look professional when you go to the office. So now you can wear the stiletto Croc. So you can still be fashionable and comfortable at the same time. I don't recommend these at all. Uh, we know it's been raining a lot lately, which we welcome. We are always looking for rain. And of course, January, February is the rainy uh, months here. Uh, and so instead of, if you work outside, instead of carrying around an umbrella, you no longer have to do that with the full cover rain guard. Yeah. I promise you do not look like an idiot at all walking around town with a full cover rain guard, okay? And then we have one more that kind of fits with the turn and churn because some people, as they, uh, when you pull over the side of the road and your kids are crying, you're giving them some ice cream, well, dad's got to do something too, right? While mom's giving the kid ice cream, he can have the barbecue exhaust. So, yep, hook the barbecue up to your exhaust and just minutes your steak or hamburger We'll be ready to go in no time. And then you can have the ice cream for dessert, okay? All right, those are Jeremy's Christmas finds for December the 18th, 2022. Thank you so much. I know that you guys rush out and buy these every week, right? <laughs> hey, when you give someone a present, when you buy a present for someone, don't, uh, how many in here you, you can admit, I can keep a secret through the whole season, all right? That's me. 
I'm like a, I'm like a POW, man. I'm not giving out any information. I can keep a secret. Janet, on the other hand, is the worst. Janet will walk up to someone after she wraps a present and say, you want me to tell you what it is? I'm like, then why did you even wrap it? If you're already ready to, just this week, I have had to hold her back twice from giving presents uh, to our kids too early. And I get it. She loves it. She loves giving away gifts. And Janet's one of those that on Christmas morning, she still has a pile of gifts stacked up beside her that people have gotten her that she hasn't even opened yet because she wants to see the face and the expression uh, of everyone that, that, that she's gotten the presents for. And so we have to say, okay, now, mom, you go ahead and open up your gifts too because they want to see you open up your present too. But she's just so excited uh, to get presents for people and for them to open it. And then even after they rip it open, maybe you're one of these parents too, after they rip it open, she has to give like a two-minute dissertation for every gift. Oh, I remember you said you wanted that back in July, and I've looked for it, and I finally found it in this color because it took me three months, but I knew you wanted it for this, and so she has to give them all the whys behind why she got that present, how many pieces she, they, it has. She knows how long the batteries are going to last. She knows the best way to care for this item. She knows everything about it. And meanwhile, most of us dads, if you're like me, I'm sitting over there going, wait, how much did you pay for that? You know, I don't know anything about it. I just want to know how much it costs. But it really fills, fills my heart and my soul to watch Janet be filled with that much joy as she gives presents to other people. So today we're talking about that. We're looking at that simple joy that comes uh, this time of year, every year. Born in a stable, wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. And here's the big idea that I want us all to walk away with today. It's this. True joy is found in Jesus. True joy is found in Jesus. Let me do a quick review. This Christmas series is called The Gift. We've been looking inside the gift of Jesus and what all comes with the gift of Jesus. A lot of times we'll get a gift and we'll say, oh, it's in several different parts. There's a lot of things that this, uh, that this gift does. There's a lot of gifts inside this gift, and that's the gift of Jesus. We began by talking about the uncomplicated grace of our Heavenly Father how humanity has overcomplicated God's grace over the years by inputting all of the reasons why we feel like we don't deserve it, inputting all the reasons why we think that we're disqualified from receiving the grace of Jesus. And we say things to us, to ourselves, like, I don't measure up. I messed up too badly. Uh, there's no way that God will forgive me for what I've done. There's no way that he'll forgive me for what I've said. My shame and my guilt are just too overwhelming for me to even bow my head and pray. And guess what? Every one of those are actually true. We don't measure up. We probably have messed up too badly, and our guilt and shame are most likely too overwhelming for us to even pray. But here's the good news. It's not about you, and it's not up to us. Remember, we can't earn, behave, or work our way into an intimate relationship with the Father. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus. And it's the reason why we celebrate his birth this time every year, because unto us a Savior is born, the Son of God. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, arrived on earth as a baby to usher in a restorative relationship between us and God. And then last week, we talked about the gift of Jesus being pure love. Love in its purest form because you can't separate God from love. He is love. 
His love is his character. His love is, is his identity. It's not just an add-on. It's not just something that he works up when he feels like it. He, his love, he loves us in the deepest, clearest, and purest way ever. And he proved it by sending his son Jesus as a gift to us. And so one of the other things that comes with this gift of Jesus is joy, simple joy. Now, the word joy means different things to different people. To some, the word joy means quiet and tender and calm and peaceful. And to others, joy is big. Joy is loud and exciting and celebratory. When I think about how excited Janet and I get about giving gifts and, and presents, and then I look up at the season of Christmas, I can't help but visualize and wonder what was going on in heaven what was going on in the face of the father as Mary was pushing, pushing, about to give birth? A bittersweet anticipation with you, when humanity was unwrapping this gift of Jesus as he takes his first breath of oxygen, the oxygen that he created, but also knowing the reason for which he came, which is to, to eventually die as a sacrifice for our sin and for our brokenness. The joy that must have been on the face of the Father, the joy that must have been on the faces of the angels as they looked upon Jesus as a baby, knowing that his role and his position just a few months earlier was standing beside the Father, standing beside the Holy Spirit, and now seeing him as a tiny human baby. None of us can really imagine that. And we know that there was this anticipation because of all the hints because of all the clues that the Father gave for hundreds, even thousands of years before it even happened, going all the way back to the book of Genesis and moving forward in the Old Testament, God began dropping clues through the prophets about how he was going to do this, about how the Savior is going to come through a virgin and even the city from which he was going to come. Hence about a gift that's coming, a gift that's going to change the world, a gift that we so desperately needed, even if we didn't know it or if we didn't want to admit it, a gift is coming. In fact, a gift is here, the gift of the Messiah, Jesus. And he brought with him grace and love and joy. Last week, we talked about the angels and how they brought the message to the shepherds in Luke 2, chapter, verse 10. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. And notice they didn't say good news of great happiness but good news of great joy. You see, happiness and joy are related, but also very different because happiness occurs when something happens to us. It's a feeling or, or, or experience based on an event or a situation or a circumstance, usually in the moment. But joy, that's an attitude. Happiness is actually an outward expression of joy. Happiness can come and go based on events of our life, based on the quality of our lives. But joy, on the, on the other hand, can be evident even if things around us aren't so favorable. Because most people think of joy as a feeling. They think, well, I'm, I'm happy, so I must be joyful. Today's a good day, or today I'm not happy. Today is not a very good day. So evidently I'm losing my joy, or I've lost my joy. And please hear me, I am not anti-happy. <laughs> But God's desire is for us to experience joy, that settled state of contentment and confidence and hope that only comes from trusting him. 
If the spirit of Christ is always inside of me and will never leave me, then my joy will never leave me. No matter what I go through, I can have joy because God is with me. Good days, joy. Bad days, joy. When everything's going my way, joy. When nothing is going my way, joy. My joy remains because Christ remains. So a question that I want us all to wrestle with today is this. What is the difference between the world's definition of happiness and the biblical definition of joy? The world's definition of happiness is often dictated by circumstances. We talked about that just a few minutes ago. But biblical joy is built on the person of Jesus. If you're already a follower of Jesus today, you know that sometimes you have this joy on the, in, on the inside of you that really can't be explained, except for the fact that you have a relationship with the Son of the living God. And oftentimes it's because you've experienced the power of, of God actually putting together the brokenness of your past. A lot of times you and I go through things where we're like, I can't explain it. I know I'm going through hard times right now. I know my marriage is on the rocks. My finances are, are, are a mess. I just got fired. Everything bad is happening to me, but there's still something on the inside of me that is joyful. And it's because I have Jesus in my life. And we've all been broken, right? We've all had times and things happen to us that bring about stress, that bring about fear, that bring about anxiety and worry and sadness. But we still have that joy on the inside of us. It's because we know who's still ultimately in control. It's not us. It's our Father. And even as followers of Jesus, we will go through hard times and we can still experience joy. Look what James says in 1-2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. And then 1 Peter chapter 4 says this. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're going through. As if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to the world. Last week, if you were here, I, <laughs> I very passionately uh, uh, shared that there should be this noticeable transformational shift in us when we encounter Jesus, when we turn our lives over to him, when we make him Lord of our lives, experiencing a true encounter with Jesus should change the way that we think. It's to change the way that we act and, and talk and especially behave and treat others. It should change the way that we treat ourselves. We should want to be different because we now have this inexpressible joy on the inside of us that we didn't have before. 1 Peter 1.8 says this, You loved him even though you had never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. So let me give you an example. Uh, when I was growing up in Tennessee, I was about 10 years old, 1982. And uh, my younger brother and I were in the bathroom. He was only five at the time. He's five years younger than me. I was in the bathroom. He was in the shower. And out of nowhere, my five-year-old little brother asked me this question. He said, Jeremy... If something were to happen to Papal, my grandfather, would he go to heaven? And so I think that was my five-year-old's little, little brother's way of saying, is Papal a follower of Jesus? 
And so I think I gave him the best answer that a 10-year-old could give and said, well, only if he gives his life to Jesus will he go to heaven if something happens to Papa. Now, we lived in Tennessee. My grandparents lived in Ohio. And about every five or six weeks, they would come down and stay three or four days with us. This just so happened to be one of those weeks that my grandfather and my grandmother were with us. And not only were they, did they just so happen to be with us in Tennessee, my grandfather just so happened to be walking by the bathroom door and he heard this conversation. And it broke his heart. That Sunday, the following Sunday, they were already back in Ohio. And so the phone rang. My dad answered. My, grand, my grandfather said, hey, son, let me talk to Chris, my younger brother. So my dad called for Chris and he got on the phone. He said, hey, Papa. And he said, hey, hey, Chris, it's your Papa. I just wanted to let you know that if something happens to your Papa, I'm going to heaven. He said, this morning I went to church and gave my heart to Jesus. Isn't that great? And I never will forget a few weeks later, my, my dad uh, was talking to my grandfather and he asked him, he said, dad, what, what, what prompted you to make that decision? And he said, well, I overheard a conversation between Jeremy and Chris and it broke my heart to think that I might spend eternity without my grandchildren. And that made him make that decision to begin serving Jesus. And so here's the thing. You see, my grandfather was an amazing man even before he met Jesus. He was kind. He was humble. He was hardworking. He loved his wife. He loved his family. He was a, an amazing provider. He was a, a great protector. He served in World War II. He loved the less fortunate. He was a great man, but he was a great man who was missing something. And when he invited Jesus into his life and made that commitment to follow him, he inherited an unexplainable joy in his life that wasn't there before. He carried himself differently. He acted different. His behavior was different. He was intentional in his conversations and his attitude about life and purpose and this new relationship that he had found in Jesus. You see, before Jesus, he had moments of happiness, but now he was filled with the joy of the Lord, the joy that came to earth in the form of a baby over 2,000 years ago. My grandfather is just one example of the transformational power of God in people's lives. Maybe you have your own story of people in your family. Maybe it's your own story. And if I could, I would hand out joy like Oprah does cars. I would come in here and say, you get joy, and you get joy, and you get joy. But we know that that's a personal decision that we have to make on our own. So if you're taking notes this weekend, it should be on your program, on the back side of your program. You can write this down for number one. In Jesus, I find the king of joy. In Jesus, I find the king of joy. The word joy is mentioned 214 times in Scripture. The shepherds received the good news of great joy, and the good news is still touching the lives of people today. It's why shepherds and us today can still sing those words, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Verse 1 says, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Verse 4 says this, he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. I love those words. Now, these, these may not, we may not be quoting scripture in this song, but there's certainly some biblical principle here. 
If we're to have the joy that God intended for us to have, we need to receive Jesus as King and Savior of our lives. So let's not be so busy. Let's not be so distracted this season that we forget where our true joy comes from. It's easy to get so caught up with everything around us that we forget what's really important. The true meaning of Christmas can be lost in presents and decorations and parties if we're not careful. Our work and our family obligations, our personal dreams, our health responsibilities, those are all critically important for our survival. I, our survival, I get it. But they can also be a distraction from pursuing Jesus if we focus more on them than we do on God. The truth of the matter is this. You and I can never experience the intended joy that Jesus brings by forgetting what's more important. And sometimes forgetting what's important can cost us a little or it can cost us a lot. Take, for example, King David. King David, a man after God's own heart, the guy, the, the kid that slayed Goliath, and was, and was eventually uh, um, uh, nominated, not nominated, but, but put on the throne as king by God himself. He had to write these words, Psalm 51. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. And then four verses later, he wrote this. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Theologians and scholars believe that David wrote these words after he committed adultery with Bathsheba. David was so convicted about what he had done. He was so wrecked by his sin that he lost his joy. He knew the source of his joy was found in Jesus the King. The joy that David was begging for God to restore in his life came down to earth <laughs> and entered our world as a baby. Let's not be forgetful about where our joy comes from this season, that our joy came down in the form of a king. Joy is a gift of God. Joy is God with us. Our joy is about God touching our lives. So write this down for number two. In Jesus, I find joy and life. In Jesus, I find joy and life. I firmly believe this morning that absolutely nothing will give us the greatest fulfillment in this one life that we've been given than surrendering our lives to Jesus. As much as we would love to believe it, there really is no godly joy in winning the lottery, as great as that might be for some of us. There might be happiness for a season, but even that in itself would really bring along problems that most of us couldn't handle. Marrying the perfect person Accomplishing all of the things on our bucket list, climbing the top of the corporate ladder, having the big salary or the big home or the fancy car may bring happiness for a season, but will never give you the kind of joy that only Jesus can give. To all of our students, to all of our young adults out there in our audience today, it's not being the biggest social media influencer. It's not getting the best grades. It's not getting into the best schools. It's not even winning the championship trophy. As great as all of those might be for the season, for a moment, deep joy down in your soul can only be found in Jesus because the joy that Jesus gives is more than emotions. The joy that Jesus gives is more than stuff. The joy that Jesus gives is more than status. John 16, 24 says, ask using my name and you will receive 
and you will have abundant joy. Jesus embodied joy, a joy that refused to bend in the the wind of hard times, a joy that, that held its ground against circumstances, a joy that held its ground against pain, a joy that extends deep into eternity for each one of us. 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, the Jews were looking for a political leader to deliver them from Roman rule. While some Jews, while some people were looking for that, others were looking for a Jesus that hopefully would deliver them from sickness and physical hardship. So this announcement to the angel, from the angels to the shepherds was about, from the, about a Savior that's coming to deliver them from sin and death. That, that's a joyful announcement that they've been waiting for for over four centuries to experience a clean start to experience a do-over, that we can experience the changed life, the life that in a God moment can change our lives forever. And that leads us to the last villain for the weekend. Write this down for number three. In Jesus, I'll find joy and freedom. In Jesus, I'll find joy and freedom. Remember that true joy, like we've said many times already, true joy is found in Jesus. And that true joy comes when we claim him as our king. That true joy comes when we surrender our lives to him. And when we experience true joy in Jesus, we can also walk in freedom. Freedom from our sin, freedom from our guilt, freedom from our shame. When we make that decision to leave our old life and walk in a life of freedom, there's even joy in heaven Look what it says, Luke 15. Jesus says, There is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. There's joy in the presence of God in heaven when one person surrenders their life to him. Maybe you're like King David this morning. Maybe it's your behavior, your attitude, your actions, your motives. Those things, when you line them up as scripture, they haven't really been the purest. And because of that, maybe you've lost your joy, like King David. Maybe your prayer this morning should sound something like his when he said, oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Maybe that's your prayer this morning. Or... Maybe you're like my grandfather. Maybe you are an amazing person. Maybe you can go through the checklist and check every single thing on that list that makes you a great person, that makes you a decent human being. But you've never invited Jesus into your life. You've experienced moments of happiness, but you've never experienced that deep joy that only comes from Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. You can be like King David and cry out for your joy to be restored. Or maybe you're like my grandfather that you've lived a great life. You're living a great life. Everything seems to be going well. So why do I need Jesus? Maybe there's still something missing. Maybe your prayer this morning is to invite him into your life. Will you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity, Lord, 
to surrender our lives to you, to experience the joy that only comes from you. Lord, thank you for showing us, Lord, in your word, the difference between cultures and the world's definition of happiness, Lord, that we can have moments of happiness with circumstances and events and just specific times with our family, our friends. But Lord, deep down, our joy doesn't come from people. It comes from you. It comes from experiencing you. That's what we cry out for today. Lord, there may be people in here, Lord, that are like King David that have kind of wandered away from you. Lord, they've done things that in, in their behavior, their attitudes, their actions, Lord, that don't line up with Scripture, that doesn't line up with your plan for them, Lord. And Lord, I just pray for the Holy Spirit convicting power over their life right now that they would just pray and receive that joy once again back into their life, Lord. And I know there may be others who are like my grandfather, Father. They, they're a great person. They're a decent human being. But there's something missing in their life. There's something missing that's called the joy of the Lord. In that no matter what we go through, good times, bad times, Father, there's still something that's filling, filling us from the inside out, Lord, and that's the joy of you. Lord, I just pray, God, that whichever one that they are, Lord, this morning, Lord, that they're making that prayer right now. They're taking that time, that personal time between them and you. They're making that right with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for some of that deep surgery that you do in our hearts and our minds. Lord, that, that kind of touch only comes from you. We thank you that you care for us that much. We thank you that you love us that much. That whenever we do wander away a little bit, Lord, you always come chasing after us because you love us. You're such a good God. Let us experience the true joy of Jesus. I pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for being here today. Don't forget all the announcements that we made earlier. If you came prepared to give, thank you so much for doing that. You can drop your gift in the box before you leave. And also, don't forget, no midweek activities for the next couple of weeks. Those won't start up until January. And we will have service here next Sunday. We'll have a candlelight at the end. So we'll hope to see you. If not, we want you to have a merry, merry Christmas. We love you guys. And we hope to see you back next Sunday. Have a great week, guys.